The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Hour two of the show on a Friday. Hopefully you're taking a long weekend. It is Labor Day this weekend. Take a load off, kick back, relax, watch some college football if you can stomach it. I probably will. It'll probably still be on the TV. It won't be easy. That That's the bummer to me, Strick, of Nebraska playing early, whether it's you know uh, Thursday, Friday, or 11 o'clock on Saturday, is that at some point you see the Nebraska score scroll across the bottom line on the ticker, or you see a highlight or two from it at halftime or a game break, and you're just reminded of the pain. So despite that, I'll still probably watch any college football on for you this weekend. Oh, man. I'm... I'm- I'm definitely in on, on college football and, and one of the ones that definitely I'm going to try to put my eyes on is definitely the Colorado uh, just because we're going to match up with them next week. Mm-hmm. So I want to definitely see the Colorado TCU game. How is TCU going to rebound? What, how are they going to replace the the wonderful run, the Cinderella run that they had last year? Um, you know, what is the expectations and, and how are they going to, execute themselves especially after they've revamped their whole team 63 <laughs> players basically yeah you, you, you sent home and you had to replace and can you in that shorter span of time get them to jail together i want to see that and uh lsu mm-hmm. uh the lsu and um uh, florida state game is one that i definitely would love to put my eyes on uh watch utah uh dismantle, destroy, and uh, beat up on Florida yesterday. They kind of got had a chance to get back in it, but Utah physicality just overwhelmed them. Defense was phenomenal, and, and they just looked good. So there's there, those are a couple that I'm excited to see. And What about you? Yeah, those are definitely high on my list. Uh, West Virginia, Penn State, just to say I got to look at Penn State. I think they're going to be really good this year. That's going to be one to watch for me. The the West Coast game I'm interested in is Boise State and Washington. I think that's a fantastic Pacific Northwest matchup that is going to be a blast. I'll, I'll probably tune into a little bit of Fresno State-Purdue just to see what Purdue looks like. And sneaky under the radar Midwest game, Toledo versus Illinois. Toledo's your MAC favorite. Illinois has got a lot of change. 
Um, so that's where that's where my eyes will be. Uh, Sarder Heyman text line, comment section. Let us know. Are you watching college football? Can you stomach watching college football after a Husker loss? Let us know. 402-464-5685. This is uh, on the block on 93.7. The Ticket, theticketfm.com, brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. They're open today through the weekend. Definitely at some point, if you need to feel better about things, go to Mary Ellen's. Get yourself a plate of that feel-good food. It's the good stuff. You definitely won't regret it. Tell them on the block sent you, too. Tell them that Strick and I couldn't recommend it any higher. You just couldn't wait to kick down their door as soon as they opened and get yourself a plate. All right, Strick, uh, before we move on to season leader predictions, a couple notes on Nebraska special teams. Uh, Ramir Johnson did his thing with a great kickoff return, gave Nebraska the spark. I get it. The only touchdown for the Huskers came off of that kickoff return by Ramir Johnson, but that's the point, right? Special teams amplifying and augmenting those other you know, two sides of the ball we talk about the most. Huge credit to Amir Johnson for sparking Nebraska to its first touchdown of the year. Yeah, especially there could have been a lot of frustration with Ramir Johnson. Uh, the roller coaster ride of emotions he's probably gone through over the last few years, being in, being out, and then new regime, and then you're partially in. And uh, so, yeah, how to use him, where to use him, all of those things as a young man could be pretty tough. But I think he's kept his head and he stayed after it. And he had a wonderful game, I thought, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Great catch, too, to move the chains uh, one time. I think I think they should use him a little bit more out of the backfield. Um, here, here's why. Here's why I think Nebraska is, if, if, if I'm uh, Satterfield, if I'm Coach Satterfield, how I would look at this team based on what I have now, please don't, don't, don't uh, murk me in the uh, (laughs) text stream for what I'm going to say, because what I'm going to say is that Jeff Sims is not in no, no form in no shape or form Tom Brady, but I'm saying the way that the new England Patriots who also had something similar to what the Nebraska Cornhuskers have. And that is, not very good receivers mm-hmm. now okay like now listen now you're gonna say oh but they had randy moss and oh they had julian edelman let's be real about it before tom brady julian edelman was an average at best receiver tom brady made julian edelman so mm-hmm. i'm not saying jeff sims is going to make any of them but i'm saying one thing that they did and they did well that made them a very difficult team to to uh, deal with and that's used their running back where you had James White and those guys, uh, you know, Buckhead, Buckhead uh, you know, Rex Burkhead and all mm-hmm. those guys that were used out of the backfield to cause havoc against linebackers. And that's just a way to alleviate some of the stress and pressure from a Jeff Sims who can get focused on one area of, of the receiving core. Right, definitely give him some easier throws, get the ball to a playmaker quickly where that's the read. There's not a second one to go through. And Ramirez a good enough runner that it doesn't have to be a tell that you're swinging the ball out wide, right? You can give him a couple, you know, two, three, five carries to keep the defenses back on their heels a little bit to give him that extra step of space. Um, elsewhere on special teams, Tristan Alvano did his job. Uh, made his field goal from 27 yards out. Would have been mm-hmm. nice to to punch that one in if you're in Nebraska. Not have to settle. Maybe would have been nice to get him a second chance there again before the half if you throw that ball out of the back of the end zone instead of to Minnesota. Looks like he was ready for the moment. Handled it just fine. Um, good job giving him easy kicks if you're in Nebraska to start off with. 
But the special team star of the night streak was Brian Buscini. He punted three times, averaged 47.7 yards per kick, had a 60-yard boot, which was great. All three of his punts wind up inside the 20. And it didn't look good for him after that roughing the punter call, right? He's kind of limping off the field, holding his leg a little bit. Um, you wish Nebraska could have capitalized on that penalty, put some points on the board. But Brian Buscini took that hit, came back out and punted. And in his three punts, averaging 47.7 yards a kick, maybe he can be a weapon for Nebraska mm-hmm. if the offense is going to continue to struggle. Yeah, and and I've been I've, I was very impressed with their special teams on both sides. I thought there were I thought the special teams on the punt returns and all of that they did a good job of reading the depth of the punt, mm-hmm. uh, the situation of the punt, when to field it and maybe have a little bit of space. Uh, that's something that we didn't have in the past. I don't think we did a good job at. I thought that was good. And then, you know, the punters did a good job of placing the ball. I thought the the coverages were disciplined. Mm -hmm. So they didn't allow for just big holes to open up in in big space. I thought they broke down and and, and did a good job of making sure that they, uh, they, they corralled the the punt return or the kick return. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it was good. Yeah. Kick coverage was really good. Uh, Bayer, Made a really good hit. You stopped Minnesota inside the 20 a couple times. So, cap tip to Ed Foley and special teams. I think they won the night for Nebraska. All right, Strick, let's get into some some predictions, right? We did our season game-by-game predictions yesterday in terms of record. You end up at 8-4. and four. I said 6-6. Six and six. Kevin Meyer popped in for Thursday Thursday, uh, said 7-5. and five. But now we're going to go to categories. So, last night's leading rusher for Nebraska – was Jeff Sims, had 19 recorded carries, sacks do factor into that, uh, but 91 yards gained for Jeff Sims on the ground. Is he your pick for the leading rusher for the season for Nebraska? Is it a running back? I think I think they're in trouble, but I think they'd be in more trouble if Jeff Sims ends up leading this team in, in rushing. This isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't a Tommy Frazier. This isn't uh, that style of offense. So if he's going to lead the team in rushing, they're going to be in trouble. Is he your pick to lead him in rushing? No, no, I think Ooh, it's going to be a running back. Who Ult- is? Ultimately, I think they'll, I think they'll, um, I, I'm going to say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Gabe. I like the way Gabe, Gabe, Gabe hit holes, ran hard. Um, the one, when he trucked the guy in the, in the lane and broke for 25 yards, I, that was, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. That, that showed me a lot about the young man. As long as he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to break that tackle in the backfield, make that cut, and that accelerate through with that run, job well done. I agree with everything you're saying. If Jeff Sims leads Nebraska in rushing, it's going to be a long season. Things haven't gone nearly as planned. I, I don't have this stat pulled up, but I'm pretty sure the last time a Nebraska running back led the team in rushing would have been Divine Zigbo back in that first year of Scott Frost, and that's way too long. Like, your running back has to be your guy. If it's Irvin, even if, you know, Ramir Johnson bursts on the scene if there's an injury, I don't think it's going to be Anthony Grant getting out of the doghouse yeah. after after the fumble in game one. 
So I think Irvin has the best chance among the running backs. But Strick, with just how reliant Nebraska was on Jeff Sims, you're going to see a lot of defenses that are the same quality as Minnesota, even if they're different schematically. So I think it's going to be Jeff Sims, and I don't think that's a good sign for Nebraska. Well, here's why I don't think so. I think it's either going to get worse and the rush game is going going to be terrible. I mean, it's easy for Jeff Sims to do something like he did in this first game but they're going to either start spying him or they're going to either start keying him. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of the two. Keying and spying are different. Spying is just kind of watching and making sure. Keying is like the defensive end is coming to hit him. You know, like right. we don't care about the running back. In, 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 we don't care about the running back. This defensive end on the weak side is coming to hit Jeff Sims. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, you saw that late where he ended up giving it, but that, that defensive end came and, was going after Jeff Sims. He was not looking at the running back. The running back got it. I think he got three or four yards, but that's going to start happening more, and this is why I think it's not going to happen. Stricky, we got a call. You want to take a call? Yeah, man. Let's go to the Honda of Lincoln hotline and say hello to Don. Don, what's up? What's on your mind? I got a question for you guys about the game last night. Um, we, We saw what happened on the field, but weren't these all things which, if this had been a Scott Frost-led team, we'd have been calling for him to be fired. I mean, the, the clock management at the end of the first half was shockingly bad. The uh, the play calling, putting, giving Jeff Sims a chance to just air it out inexplicably when Nebraska had a chance to burn clock and, and take the game into the home stretch. Anthony Grant was not supposed to be the starter, and yet Gabe Irvin doesn't show up till the second half and do anything. And, you know, these are things that Matt Rule said were going to be different, absolutely different. And then, of course, the turnovers, I don't even, there's no words for that. So I'm, what I'm saying is, is, okay, fine, Matt Rule, it's a new year, and I'm on board. But what do you guys think happened last night when it came to Matt Rule calling some of those plays and, and the clock management? Thanks, Don. Well, I don't think it was Matt Rule calling some of those plays. He he left it up to Marcus Satterfield. And there's plenty to dissect there. The one drive that I think is important to talk about, Strick, was with 11, 12 minutes to go. Nebraska threw the first... The first, yeah, the first down and second down, yeah. Yep, they they completed a pass on third down, but it ends up short of the sticks. The first down shot was to Tommy Hill, who was moved back to cornerback but was put out there at receiver. Tells you what you need to know about the receiver position. Didn't like that. Then taking another shot on second down. Okay, you can give Minnesota credit for making a nice play. That ball got tipped at the line of scrimmage. It might have been there, but it still didn't work. And then on third down, you're not able to convert. Minnesota gets the ball back like 46, 56 seconds later. That was puzzling. The first half wasn't managed great. So, yeah, there's absolutely stuff to clean up, but I don't think the the play calling is on Matt Rule because he gives that to his offensive coordinator. Yeah, no, I'm not going to blame that on him. And again, um, this this is when you're changing. Like, like, okay, Don, I hear you. You know, I understand, Mm -hmm. but... You know, Scott Frost showed a let's, – let's be real about it. Scott Frost showed a consistent downward trend other than the the one losses. So I think he's trying to attribute the one – the same thing to Frost with the one loss – I mean, one um, – uh, one, one score, score loss. Yeah. One score losses. 
and, and attribute that same thing with that record because now it's just added on. I don't think you can do that in this situation because mm-hmm. what I do see is I see there's something better. Now, I see there's just pieces that just need to be added. You need to make sure that hopefully, Lord willing, Daniel Kalen is everything. And I'm, I'm rooting for him because he's, he's a Bellevue West grad, so I might have a little bias there. <laughs> but hopefully you're looking at him and, and, and he's an answer for you. I don't know. I think the style changes. If you wanted a running quarterback, I don't know if Daniel's that guy. I think he does a little bit, but he's not, he's not in the Jeff Sims category. Mm-hmm. So um, you need to add pieces. You need to heavily recruit the receiving core. Like, yep. Um, or you need to coach them guys up. That's there. You know what I'm saying? There, there, there's some talent there, but uh, there's something about them that just, they weren't able to break through yet. So hopefully they're learning, they're getting better, they're getting great scout team uh, work. And so there's just pieces I think that you need to add to make this better. I don't think it's like an overhaul situation. Mm-hmm. I don't see an overhaul. I see there they're just there's just some pieces to tweak. There's some tweaking that needs to be done as opposed to an overhaul. So firing him, I don't even think that's in the question. I actually think he's doing a good job. Like mm-hmm. they actually played well. And there's things that could have made the difference, but I don't I don't put that on coach rule. Not not yet. No. Nebraska out Minnesota Minnesota for essentially three and a half quarters and then found a way to out Nebraska Nebraska at the end of the game. <laughs> and it sucks because it was supposed to be the page turned. We weren't supposed to see this again and it happened. So I get the disappointment. Don on the Honda of Ling and Hotline, thanks for the call. A um, couple quick things before we get to our first break of the hour here, Strick. Spotted Cow asked, gents, is this offense as bad as the 2010 offense? Wait and see. Through one yeah. game, it was rough, but that 2010 offense didn't put Nebraska in a good spot. And then this is interesting from, from Ben. Um, he says, I don't know, guys. I just think we have to do whatever it takes to get the Big Ten to stop scheduling conference opponents as season openers. Here's the thing that's here to stay. It's here to stay. If, you, if you're Nebraska and you want to have your brand still be visible, still be relevant, you can't turn down these opportunities, right? It hasn't worked out for Nebraska. Like you brought up yesterday, Strick, Nebraska in August has been bad playing its conference openers there, right? But Nebraska is not the only team playing a conference opener. Let's just get one at home for the first time in a while. Seems like it's been a long time since Nebraska opened at home. On the road this year, last year technically was a home game, for Nebraska, but again, it's played in Ireland, so I don't really count that. 2021, you go on the road to Illinois. Things go sideways from the jump. 2020, you open the the season on the road at Ohio State in the COVID year. So the last four years, you've opened with conference opponents. You've also opened on the road. I, I'm in total agreement, yeah. right? DeMorne was on the, the pregame show, right? And he said, yeah, you absolutely want your non-conference. Give yourself a chance to figure out who you are before you get into the games that mean the most for what your realistic goals are. And I totally get it, but it's not going away. And if you're in Nebraska, you just have to accept that challenge. And if you know your brand is taking a hit, you have to take these national TV opportunities with more eyes on you instead of getting buried on a second or third tier channel with a lot of, you know, top tier SEC, Big 12, other Big 10 games going on. I agree. You just got to you got to you just got to step up, <laughs> step up and make it happen. And they had an opportunity. They had a great chance. I think they still showed well. Um, I'm, I'm, if I'm a if I'm a young defensive player 
and I like to run around a little bit. I like what I saw at Nebraska, uh, defense. I'm, I, I could be excited about hearing and fielding a call from what they were able to accomplish. Um, if I'm a quarterback, I'm looking at Nebraska like, shoot, I need to get there. If I'm a receiver, I can go in and start right now. Like, that's where I'm <laughs> If I could go back, I'd be like, man, I'm on my way. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to come in right now. But mm-hmm. uh, there's there's some things that need to be done, though, definitely. Yep, uh, Mississippi Mud Dog, good catch. Yeah, it was the 2009 offense was probably the better example than the 2010 offense. Um, yeah, the 2009 defense was insane. Best scoring defense in the country that the offense just put in one too many bad, bad positions. He's Eric Strickland. I'm Austin Norman. This is On the Block. Plenty more to get to here in hour two of the show. Any other Husker thoughts you have about the loss to Minnesota? Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, game planning, anything that's on your mind, let us know. We'll get to it as we continue On the Block. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.